Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 106. And this week, we are doing Evil Dead Rise. Have we all watched it, guys? Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tonight, we've got Ewan with us. Hello. Jess. Hello. And Larry. Hello. Okay, I'll look forward to this. So we kick straight in with the trailer? Sure. Let's go. Bye, Larry. No matter how busy you ever got, you always found him. I will stay. I can't believe I'm never going to speak to you again. Spoiler. Ew. Spoiler alert. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother. What is this, Danny? I found it. Okay. What a film. The abrupt cut. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we might get in trouble for that. I don't know. Hopefully not. So, uh, that lady will come to us in our sleep if, uh, you know, we break any copyright. Yeah. Well, I got in trouble the other day again. So, um, yeah, it did mean that they, it was like, the trailer that I was playing wasn't allowed to be played in certain like countries like Saudi Arabia. Uh, and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm absolutely gutted for some of our some of your listeners out that way. So you've been barred from Saudi Arabia. You can't go there anymore. Well, only for that episode. It was just, just that trailer. It was a few places out that way. So Iraq, I expect. Iran. <laughs> Uh, All Middle Eastern well, countries. Yeah, yeah the whole of the Middle East. It was a, there was a fair few names on there. Normally, I do a little <laughs> intro about what this film's about, but I haven't done it. So hopefully, Larry can explain what this film's about. Oh, um, yeah. So <laughs> basically, it's about an evil book um, that's found similar to all the other Evil Deads. If you're familiar, yeah. If not. Uh, a family that live in an apartment building. I yep. can't remember exactly where it is. I think it's in Los, Los Angeles. Yeah, something like that. What's the music with this? But you can do. <laughs> what elevator music? Yeah, I need I need my elevator music. <laughs> that's not elevator music. Wow, that's <laughs> like that's like I don't know. YouTube. <laughs> no, it's like it's like a detective drama for nine year olds. <laughs> It's like what they use on YouTube videos. <laughs> it's well, exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Like... <laughs> give, give, give me, give me some good elevator music. Some good. I want something, you know, that can really, you know, calm. I want you to meet. Oh buddy, yeah. Dr. Hamilton. You know, get, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, no, I've I lost. Know. I've lost my other. Um, yeah, that's not here. I've, I've changed my computer recently, everyone, and. Yeah, it's caused me some little issues. Things are not quite the same as they were last time 
we did a podcast, but we'll get through it. Sorry, Larry, you carry on. So it's about this is all payback they... for that last film, you son of a. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It is great. It's a great film. Um, and I loved, I loved how the general consensus of that film was like, oh, we love horror, but it's too horrific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was just, I was a bit like, not horror. Well, we know evil. We're talking yeah. about Mission Mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great film. Not, Great film. Horror. I love, I love the twist in it as well. Um, I think it, I think it was kind of uh, foreseen, I guess. But I really did like. I think it's a good film, and I'm not. I'm just a bit skeptical on the American remake because I think James McAvoy fits very well. But I just don't want it to be a watered down version, which yeah, I, I mean. Ma- Martyrs is the best be, example. Do you like, think it's going to be know. an English p- person and an American? That's a good question. I, I actually think that James McAvoy will do an American accent. I think because he's so? quite he's quite good at it. Um, but I just my yeah. my biggest worry is just that they're going to do. I know, like, not everyone's a fan of Martyrs, and fair fair enough. But I didn't like what the american remake did to that it just felt like oh we desperately want to copy the story but we'll miss out what makes it what it really is so i'm waiting for that but anyway evil dead yeah with evil Evil dead Dead so there there is a family who live in an apartment building and um the mother of three children um her sister comes back she uh, comes comes over she's essentially um, a musician tech a tech musician um she has recently found out she is pregnant and goes over to see her sister um the sister is also going through issues of her own in that the husband has left and they uh, need to get rid of the um the apartment uh, and long story short, after a earthquake, one of the children finds a book with records, and yeah, long yeah. story short. They, so they, and then then he reads the well. He we, he goes through the book, doesn't he? The the eldest is it the eldest boy? Yeah, who picks up the book out of I'm saying a very elaborate scene setting where an earthquake happens, and then it kind of cracks open like a secret. Floor. I love that. Yeah. Uh, which because it used to it used to be a bank vault, and yes. within said vault is this book that was in a safety deposit box. With very um, religious, book. with very religious like items around it to kind of keep yes. it hidden and protected. Yeah. Again, very elaborate, but I was willing to go with it. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he takes it out, doesn't he? And um, then he he reads from it. Well, he, he well he, he um he cuts he cuts his finger on the teeth of yes. it because. And I think one thing to point out is is that one thing I like about this film is that they are doing from the third Evil Dead that they are trying to say that there are three books. So the uh, the remake of Evil Dead is canon in this one. So I was a bit worried the, the, when the I first... 20, the, the 2013 Evil Dead. The 2013, because I was a bit worried when they first released the trailer for this and then that, I'd seen a lot of interviews with Bruce Campbell and they're like, we're remaking it again. And I was a bit like... That I liked the 2013 when I actually thought it was very, very, very good. If you're, especially if you are an Evil Dead fan, I think it's um, it does a really decent job. Um, but yeah, so in this one they kind of confirm that there's three books, 
and then they t- take the he he has records and he plays the first record. Um, does he? No, he plays two, doesn't he? Gets to the second record because yeah. uh, the first one is the priests, which is one of them is voiced by Bruce Campbell himself. Yeah, well, I was I didn't really know cool. that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the first record is the the church trying to basically get approval to research the book, and then the second one is the head priest and two other priests who have taken the book to like to a sanctuary themselves, and they read the words from the book and that unleashes the evil and it goes to the mother because i said it preys on like she's kind of the most defeated i think in out of all of them um so it preys preys on her and then it's just she's very you know your typical evil dead um i do i my i don't want to jump into it i'm going to jump into a gripe what i have with it because i actually think that there's so many something's wrong with your audio oh is it mine you're mine no, you, you're fine now you're fine now sorry it might be my fan i'll i'll sort out in a second because i've got a fan pointed so it might be that every time i move so i'll try and sort that out in a second um yeah so my a, a gripe i have with it is that if you watch the 2013 one and watch this film simultaneously together it follows exact beat for beat yeah, yeah, to, and like this is... extremely beat for beat, and it only took me the third watch. I was a bit like, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is kind of my problem with it. I mean, sort of um, mirroring what you said. Um, I mean, I personally, and this may be um, taboo to say, as as you know, a fan of horror, but I'm not the biggest <laughs> Evil Dead fan um, because. To me, and I think I've said this before about Evil Dead, is that I I, I I think it's like when it was when the first one was made, it was like a great example of low budget horror filmmaking that was just sort of coming into the world at the time. And and to me, that that, that is kind of what Evil Dead symbolizes to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything that came after it was an attempt to just increase the budget ridiculously so that they can pretty much do exactly the same thing over and over again. But in my view, it only worked the first time because it's about that low budget. It's about the fact that it had very little plot and that was part of the fun of it at first. Now it's kind of repeating itself um, so much. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't dislike this this iteration. In fact, I think it's one of the better one of the best Evil Deads that's been made. I actually think it's even better than um, Evil Dead 2. Um, And it's kind of... But the thing is, is that I... It's stuck in that, like, sort of... It's stuck in a sort of... um, Something they can't get out of, which is... We want to make something different, but it has to be the same. (laughs) So you've got some great stuff in this one. So the, um, I I think the directing is very good. I think the production design is very, very good as well. There's so much blood. There's so much um, sort of care over every detail, like the book and stuff is like really sort of, you know, the the pages are made of skin and it's like so detailed and it's so rich in that, in that um, element. And I love the, um, the mother or the main monster. 
who just who just goes manic and there's that great shot i think it's my favorite scene in the film where um i can't remember who's looking through the peephole but the mother is like outside in the corridor yeah, and yeah. she's just wreaking havoc and it's only only from the point of view of the peephole which i think was a really great creative yeah. decision um and quite frightening especially as like i mean it was it was, it was um promoted quite heavily the image of 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 the monster like looking through the peephole and stuff like that that's sort of a really great image um and uh, and I, I did have i i i but i think i had the most fun i think in the third act when they actually left the apartment um i i, I think you got some of the best scenes in there and i i think keeping it constricted to that apartment i don't know i i even though i thought technically everything was great and edited very well i i just got a bit bored i suppose i i it's, it's a weird sort of apartment as well it's not it's not it's a very sort of like um it's bigger than my house <laughs> yeah yeah it's bigger than, but it's also just really sort of i know it's meant to be dingy and horrible and stuff like that but it's it's sort of like exaggerated you know to create that sort of like dark horror aspect of it and then that's fine you know i, I suppose i don't mind they that. they they also i think they also do this thing which i i mean you have to really stretch like your imagination i think because unlike the other evil deads where it's a cabin in the woods you can argue like oh, all the shit yeah. that goes on no one's no one's gonna like no one would have heard it or seen anything sort of thing whereas with this one they really want you to stretch like they, they even have without spoiling anything but they even have a character at the end on the phone walk out and she's like i couldn't sleep because of all the lightning and it's like there literally was gunshots and yeah <laughs> again like, another no. bit where i was like yeah. Bleh. it's it's yeah i mean i didn't i also didn't much like the start of it there's like a prologue at the beginning well a kind of and sort of in chronological terms it takes yeah. place after the end yeah. of the movie um but it's a kind of prologue um that starts in the cat in a cabin in the woods and then these like monstrosities come back it was quite interesting to watch because it's kind of it's trying to say that this isn't going to be like the other evil deads you you think so but it's not it's like it's sort of exemplified in a in a, in a quite a weird way where they have that typical shot sort of floating through the forest and then it transpires that it's actually a drone sort of flying mm. through. I thought that was, that was fairly interesting, but I just didn't, I don't I, know, I, I, I suppose, I, I thought it was slightly I, superfluous. I, did, I, I didn't mind it, but I, I, I agree with what you said. I, I didn't mind it because I think it's there to kind of exactly what you said, to be like, this is the familiar part. And then it like kind of like with the drone shot kind of goes like, oh, this isn't what we're doing. Um and I did, I do like how the title comes up, like where she comes out of the water and mm. it's like, you know, yeah. and I, I think that it's the, the the right balance. I think if, if I think though what this film does right um, is that it's definitely like, I don't know, for me, the reason, the re reason why I like both the films, so the 2013 one and this one is that, don't get me wrong, the old Evil Deads are fantastic in their own right, but I like how they're trying to give some weight to the characters so i i liked how in the 2013 one um you had the character who was trying to get over her drug addiction so there was a reason why they wouldn't let her leave the cabin whereas in the old ones you you can kind of ask yourself like why didn't they just leave um i liked how in this one they have the two sisters dynamic um, yeah i i i would i suppose i would agree with that but i i have to say though 
I mean, you're right. I, I do. I do think the characters are drawn better than they than they were back in the day. But I still, I, I still found it hard to really care about any of them. And I'm not. I'm not Ooh. sure what the what, why that is. I, I'm just sort of. I don't know. They're they're sort of like like through the film. They're obviously like um, making up very creative ways to sort of kill and torture them, and that's and that's fine. But I I feel like a lot of the fear is lost because I'm just like I I don't I I'm honestly not sure why I should care about. I mean the kids especially. I'm just a bit like we're only really sort of supposed to care about them because they're children and they're vulnerable in some way. And you know I suppose they're cool to some extent, but I'm just like I don't. There's not really a reason for me to to care necessarily. Um, Sister's dynamic was, was was pretty cool, and I was quite interested in that. But but it's kind of it it it, it was kind of lost in the in the sort of weird way they kind of shoehorned the theme of motherhood in, um, where they were sort of like trying to sort of have have the main character's arc being that oh she's pregnant, um, she doesn't know what she's doing, and then she's suddenly forced to look after these kids. Um, and try and like get them through the sort of the darkness. I, I thought that was slightly, I don't know, a bit a, a bit contrived, and I, I wasn't entirely convinced by it. Um, but it was, I don't know. I was, I, I, again, as I say, technically, I thought this was a great film. Like just in terms of everything they did, um, sort of you know, editing, sound wise, and um, the visuals and stuff. But I, I just couldn't. I couldn't really get into the characters necessarily. Mm-hmm. I actually think the monsters had more character than the than, than the family, which I think is a good it's good way round, I suppose. Um, like the the mother monster, I I think had a even though it's kind of you know shrouded in sort of horror mystery, it's kind of you, you can't it, it, it reminded me of those sort of like um, it was like when um, what's his face um, Ray Harryhausen who did all the um, sort of the special effects for things like Jason and the Argonauts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he he talked about stuff like he wanted all the monsters to have characters of their own, so they had their own personalities in which to to to, to sort of interact with with their heroes and make them more scary. I, I think it's a very similar case here, um, where I was more interested in the monsters than the than the family. I think, yeah, especially when it gets to that third act, um, which I think was very good and. When um, I mean spoiler, alert, I suppose, um, yeah. where they all sort of congregate together and form yeah. like a, a rat king of just yeah. like yeah, yeah, right. That is brilliant. I actually wonder if that's sort of partially inspired by Last, Last of Us of Part us. Two. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Uh, and I think they did it very well. And I and it's it's a horrible <laughs> image. <laughs> and I think I, again, I think that's they've they. Um, is it Lee Cronin who directed? I, I, I think yeah. he, in terms of crafting images that sort of stay with you and just uh, just just go crazy, I, th- I think he does very well. He does borrow a lot, which is fine. Mm. I mean, obviously, the uh, lift filled with blood and you know, yeah, homage to The Shining. There's a bit of Exorcist in there as well, um, but I, th- I think that's valid. I think that's fine. I um, I I think as well though. And this is just a personal opinion, but I I would have preferred it if it had gone a bit more full in. Mm. Um, I do. I look, I'm pretty biased on this, but I think the 2013 one actually is more. I think more out there. I love in this one how they have the the Rat King sort of thing. Um, 
my my issue is, and I'm hoping if they, because I really do want them to continue this, if they do another one, I'm hoping they go more out there and go more um, creative. Um, and I know, like, you can't, you, you do have to find a fair balance because you can't really do, like, what Evil Dead 2 did and make it so humorous because then you kind of lose that very serious angle. But mm. there are moments, I say there are moments, there's like a couple, like where one of my favorite moments in this one is where she, the mother, when she's been possessed by the dead eye, she like jumps on this guy and sucks his eye out and spits mm. it into that someone else's... That was great. I enjoyed that. I yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> spits, spits, spits it into someone else's throat and they end up choking on the eyeball. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, you can tell you can tell in that moment they're like we could oh we will add that in because it's like a nice little homage to the when the eye goes in i can't remember if it's from one or two when the eye goes into her mouth and it, like you see it you see it fly across and all that but it's like for me i'm like ah oh, go go more in that direction mm. and it's it's tricky because on one hand you have like the rat king sort of thing where it's like this is really creative and and yeah do more of that but I think as well, they should lean with this next one a bit more into Evil Dead 2, where you have some of that crazy shit happen. I mean, one of my favorite scenes from Evil Dead 2 is where Ash cuts his arm off and the arm has the hand has its own personality. <laughs> run, you know, it's like a little rat runs into the wall. And I know you have you risk then it being too slapstick, but I do think that there's leeway to be like, let's just go batshit crazy with it. Like so I'm hoping if they do a third one with the third book that they kind of go like, right, let's just go all out. Um, I know they have talked about wanting to do multiple. Um, mm. I don't, my, my, I think another issue, not with this one, because I actually think they do a great job of the setting, but my issue is where do you go from here? Mm. Um, and I don't want it to become too <sighs> stupid where it's like, oh, we're on a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't in, totally convinced by the LA apartment setting, mm. really. I mean, it was an interesting take, but I was wondering about the other residents and what they were doing. And they're all moving yeah, out, yeah. weren't they? Were they well, yeah, but it's, it's, I that's, suppose that's, they're all moving out, yeah. But there's yeah, also but they, give a, they give it such a, a thin, like, explanation. Yeah. They're like, oh, the, the building's getting demolished in, like, I think they say two weeks. Mm. Um, and it's like, most people have already left. There's a couple of people on each of the floors or something, which I guess, like, you could argue, like, okay, like, I, I can personally let it slide because I know that it's just like it, it, I'm not going to sit there and think too far in. But I think that you can get away with it more when it's in a cabin. Um, the only, I, the only other setting I think they could do is, which I think would work, but it's how you do it, and I'd love to see it if it was pulled off is a plane plane be interesting i quite like the idea of that it would be interesting too because it would be like <laughs> i'm just running with this idea now. <laughs> the, the, the um because you have to have the cockpit locked mm. it would be it would be interesting to see like the uh, what the pilots how the pilots would react to like what's going on yeah, on the yeah. Plane. That'd, that'd be cool. I, I, I enjoy that. And but you could do like a big plane as well. So, like, you yeah. have like different sections of the plane. <laughs> I'm just thinking of um, the second airplane movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a massive space shuttle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I it, it, it's interesting with that setting as well. Cause I feel like, I mean, obviously they're inspired by The Shining, but there's, there's a kind of, 
I feel like it's got very little character, that setting. And I feel like in order to be convinced by the LA apartment as a, as a setting, I think you need to be, I don't know, make it a sort of entity in itself. Because I feel like yeah. if the book was like buried in there, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like they, there should be a kind of, it should be a sort of beast on its own. Well, well and I, agree, I do agree as well, because I feel like with the old, with the, with the originals and with the 2013 one, the cabin in itself is very much a character mm. and each room feels very unique. Like when the characters run through certain places, you're like, you know, even the cellar. Um, I'm still here. Yeah. You're here. You're here. You're, you're here. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone, everyone froze. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I, I agree with you for me, my, the issue I think with this one, and it's not like a big issue where it's like ruins the film at all. But mm. I think, I think that, um, you're right in saying that like, if we had explored the whole apart, like the whole flat, like the software flat, the whole building mm. where then like, you know, you, in your head like even having like shots of like the old locations where we've been but it is very much boiled down to the the, the apartment room the hallway and the cellar like the the, the car park yeah the garage yeah yeah it's and i still, guess you could say still, the elevator but it's yeah still yeah. in that cabin in the woods kind of feel wouldn't it keeping everything Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the monster like in the house sort of yeah, yeah it's the yeah. monster in the house kind of dynamic i suppose but um but yeah you're right i sort of and i, I feel like that those again as i say the kind the apartments what weren't really characterful they're more sort of like i suppose stylistic backdrop or just like creative backdrop i suppose it's like yeah. oh this would look cool instead of like giving it giving itself its own entity it was just a, it was just a well, way to sort of support what's going and, on and an example i know they're two completely different films and they really are um so far apart but like you look at die hard and how it utilizes a you know the building where it's mm. like different level different you know you think about it you go like oh yeah there's a whole level where it's under construction there's a whole level where it's very much really nice pristine offices <laughs> then you have a you know the roof the um what's it called air ducts and all that mm, yeah, yeah whereas i feel like this one um there's, there's more a home lot. alone too wasn't it <laughs> I am. Um, oh, that's that's another thing. I do. I do. On the third time watching this, I found it quite funny, and I know that it's like a rule in in filmmaking and writing, especially where you know, like Chekhov's gun, where if you bring, if you suggest something, it's got to be used. You know, like it's got to show up in the third act, sort of thing. But I found it quite funny if you rewatch it in that first act. So many characters will just say things because it needs to be set up. <laughs> like there, there is a, the best example is there's a scene where the two sisters are in the hallway and they're looking for the children because they've gone out to get pizza as yeah. the um earthquake has happened and you know you've got this guy who's introduced and he's there like oh you know we'll hop in my car we'll, we'll go and find them but then this other character just smoking a cigarette comes out is like cat in the vent yeah it makes, <laughs> makes some noise in the vent doesn't it yeah. 
who are you? You're your sister. Right. See you later. And you're like, oh, I wonder if the the air ducts will come into play with the cat. And it's like yeah. just little little things like that, or like you know, with the records. It's like the first scene we see is him. DJing, it's like, whoa! I love my records. <laughs> I just love my records, and you're like, I, wonder, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, I suppose they need to build a kind of a reason why he would have a vinyl player. Because I suppose you know, sort of modern era. I mean, it's interesting reading about. I I saw read an interview with Conan um, that it was almost like, in terms of like the characters and like the sort of what they're into and stuff, was almost like, almost like a. Uh, devotion to the fan base of Evil Dead, which is largely sort of heavy metal fans, and that kind of musical angle was was with like part of inspiration for you know why they were such a musical family and um, why that was kind of that kind of sort of is quite is quite interesting. But I agree, it's kind of it's easy set up, but I, I suppose you can understand because they're just sort of they're trying to keep it within that sort of textbook ninety minute. Yeah, um, yeah. runtime, and I, they're probably just trying to like cover everything. But you're right; it's quite uh, it's, it's quite we, from that point of view. Shall we ask Jess what she thinks? Yes. Well, yeah, obviously oh. you know what I think. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so Jess, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you, and I think technically it was very good. Audio, sound, like music was all very good. It was shot really well. Um. I do think there was one shot towards the end that felt really out of place. They did the whole, like, was it where the camera's attached to the body and she's running to get the child and mm. it's just her face while she's running? That felt so out of place because they hadn't used anything like that previously mm. in the film and it was such a short shot as well. Um, but, yeah, and I think with the characters as well, the characters lacked character. There was no reason for you to really kind of want them to survive or kind I of care. Yeah. yeah, literally all of them. There was like no backstory really to any of them, um, and the, the kid choking on the eyeball did make me laugh. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of. I'll have to watch it again. Um, I did look away during the scenes that were in the trailer that I couldn't watch, which was like the cheese grater, and the yeah. tattoo pen with the eye. Um, yeah, I kind of was just like, <laughs> no, thank you. But yeah, I was, was, I was wondering about, yeah, I, sorry, I was just wondering about the cheese grater. Um, because I mean, Lawrence's favorite movie of all time, uh, for no reason, uh, Tenet, um, mm -hmm. also yeah, features yeah, yeah. A, a, che a cheese grater attack scene. I'm just wondering yeah. if that's going to be a, a trend in movies now where it's just going to be. You know, action heroes armed with cheese graters, just like <laughs> you know how it came about. You know how it came about as well. Ooh. Someone was like writing and then just literally like was like, shit, I need to make myself some food. Got the cheese grater was like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Calls oh, up yeah. all the execs and just like Give us the, the cheese grater. <laughs> See, my my main point is that I loved the beginning of this film. Absolutely loved it. I thought when I was sat in the cinema, I was like I looked at, I went with my dad, Jess's granddad. And uh, I was like, is, is this something else? Or, you know, because it's only an hour and a half long. And uh, yeah, what an experience. I just loved it the whole way through. The experience at home when I watched it in 4K and that wasn't, it was okay. But, it's, you know, you've seen it all before and you're just looking for like Easter eggs and stuff like that. But um, 
I can imagine it was a better experience at the cinema as well. Cinema experience, I thought it was amazing. And I've been to the cinema a lot lately as well. So that that was my favourite, I think, for the year. Um, but if I was to rate it, if we go down that route now, I think I'll give it an eight because I lent signing, kept me engaged. The characters could have been better, I, I think. I, I quite like the boy, the DJ. I thought he was quite interesting. Um, the girl, I, I I couldn't stand her. I don't know what was going on there. But which one? Which girl? The the, the, the middle child or the oldest right. child. Mm. Not the little one. The little one didn't do a lot other than squeal a bit. Mm. Um, and the, the pregnant lady, I, I just thought she was pretty much pathetic, really. Although she was meant to be a roadie or whatever, I just found her quite boring, if you know what mm. I mean. Um, yeah, so I'd give it an eight. Jess? Uh, probably a seven. That's pretty good for you. Yeah. What did you give Larry's horseshit film from? <laughs> probably a three. Right. <laughs> ten out of ten. That's my. That's one on the horseshit Still list. Bug. Still bug. At the end of the year. What did What did you give it, Ewan? I'm interested. It was either eight or nine. I actually, re- I, I, oh, it, 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 I, I said about the film that it's one of the best films I, I. I one of the best films I've seen that I wouldn't want to watch again. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was well, my assessment. But I still thought it was an amazing film. It's just made me I'll, sad. I'll give it a nine as well, so that bumps up its score. <laughs> I might change mine down a little bit. Then. One. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to bump mine up. That's, um, that's the four. 15, 15. I'll, I'll give it a semi. That's it. <laughs> semi. <laughs> 20 plus. What are you going to give this, Larry? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my same score. I think I put it in the WhatsApp group chat when it, when I first watched it, which is an eight. I uh, think, um, and and Evil Dead eight as well. Oh well, no, sorry, nine, nine for the uh, Speak No Evil. Yeah. Um, eight for Evil Dead Rise. I, I, I just like the if they do an ex- extended version because I do think that there's a lot. They probably would. That... Yeah, I, I would have thought they would. I, I feel I feel as though there's some things that they've obviously cut out. Maybe like just the the very maybe oh, like oh maybe like I don't know. I don't want to say over the top, but like bits bits that I there's bits that I feel like oh, okay, this is probably being cut down. However, you know I think the for me personally the 2013 one and I mean the extended. You can go it's watch amazing. our podcast I think where we talk about film. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, go go listen. It's got twenty five thousand views. Go go and yeah. go and listen to that it's, one. I f- I feel like that to me was a really well done. I don't know, like not everyone thinks this, which is fair, but I I think like it's a very well done Evil Dead reimagining where it's like you know let's get a new audience in or let, and let's bring back some of the fans of the old one to. To like it, I think this is a great new step in a direction. I think it is really, really good. I do, I do just think that it's toned down a little. Um, so I'm hoping that if they continue it, they. What did they... you think of the hole in the ground? Just while I'm. Did you ever watch that? That's by the same director, isn't it? Yeah, Nick Ridley Cronin. Yeah, I, I own it. I, I like it a lot. Is um, it's about a hole in the ground? <laughs> that's not the one set at the church is it that we were talking uh, about right no it's some woman is it in ireland 
just trying to remember. And our son goes out in the woods and finds a big oh, old in hole ground. in the ground. Yeah, and I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it because it's very good. Hence why he got this job, I expect. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Although I, was, I mean, I was, I was looking at his sort of IMDb. A lot of his films aren't rated very well, which which intrigues me because I. So I wonder how they get the like... job. You know. <laughs> well, they Bruce Bruce Campbell and um, Sam Raimi have both said that what they do is they kind of scout people who aren't very well known, but also they look at their like the creativity. Like again, with the 2013, uh, I forget his name. Alf. I can't remember his name, the director of the 2013 one. But basically, he he had done a YouTube series, um, which was very much like, you know, heavy on CGI. And it was robots, I think, attacking a city. Right. And I think Bruce Campbell um, or Sam Raimi, I can't remember. I think it was Bruce Campbell had happened upon it and was just like, oh, this is a really good, cohesive story. And there's so much creativity. So they had a meeting with him. And he, obviously, he's there like, yeah. You know, of course, I'll do that. Um, which I like that though, because I don't know. I, I like the idea if you get a fresh take, even if it's not like the greatest. I like the you idea of bringing someone fresh and send them some of your stuff, Larry. I'd love to see <laughs> a, a Larry directed Evil Dead. I think that would be amazing. here's my pitch. Yeah, on a plane, <laughs> on a plane, yeah, on a plane. No yeah. snake, no Dead snake. Plane. I think you could do a lot with that, to be fair. How about in a Although prison. Uh, prison would be interesting. Prison would be a good one. But didn't they? Didn't they? Um, what's it? Well, the, the, I haven't seen it, but the the second quarantine film didn't they? Yeah, that, that was. Plane? Yeah, that, apparently but, uh, that was terrible. But I feel like the reason why I think a plane set, I mean, prison setting is really good as well. Um, but I think that, again, a plane setting is. There are loads of films that do zombies on a plane. Yeah. They're like. You know, your typical just running down the aisle and yeah, you get trapped. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like an Evil Dead film, you could really yeah. Yeah. on a train have it <laughs> on a on a plane, on a, plane, on a train, a train. On a bus, <laughs> on a bus. That'd be great in a taxi, <laughs> in a ta in an Uber, submarine, <laughs> submarine. Yeah. What do you submarine. think? What do you think, then, Ewan? What are you rating it? Um, that first watch for you. Yeah, it's a first watch for me. Um, it's quite a bit harsh, but I will give it a six, just because I I, I I enjoyed the especially the fact that it was largely practical. It looked very practical um, effects. Um, I enjoyed the sort of the fact that I hadn't seen a lot of it before in terms of like what they were trying to do. A lot of the brutality, I hadn't seen anything. It, it didn't feel like too cliched from a sort of um, visual perspective. But I, I just couldn't like with a lot of the Evil Deads. It's 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 a wafer thin plot, yeah. And that's fine as long as the characters are good, um, and you can get away with it. At least in my view, you can get away with it with the first Evil Dead because that was almost uh, a kind of Gonzo filmmaking kind of situation. It's enjoyable because it's not that good, but it's good for the amount of money which they which of it. So I think. From that point of view, it's, it's good. But when you've got a raised budget, which you can do a whole lot more stuff, I think they kind of... But then again, because I'm not a fan of The Evil Dead, it's not really a thing which is made specifically for me. So, And a lot of people who like The Evil Dead 
really liked this film and they said it was like a return to form. I mean, a lot of people didn't like um, the 2013 remake and a lot of those people say that this was a return to form from, from before. Um, but I, I just can't get over the fact that I don't care about these characters getting killed. It's just, uh, yeah. it's just that again, leftover from the eighties where it's just, um, uh, just, uh, just like entering a bloodbath, which is fine. Yeah. And there's an audience for that. But I, 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 after like 20 minutes, I'm just like, uh, okay, more blood, more blood. And then it gets sort of, um, and, uh, and you know, they, they do make it exciting. They do keep it exciting. I did like the third act, the third act, as I say, but, you know, there's the whole middle bit, which I was just like, I'm oh, not really. And it takes a while as well um, before, like, like after the prologue's done and, and we get to the apartment and they introduce the characters. It's a while before we see much happening. And even then it's kind of, so yeah, it's, it's a six from me. To add to your point as well, I, I feel as though in the horror genre, not in every film, but especially with like Evil Dead, is you obviously you go in and you're like who's going to bite the dust really like you're you're sorry not who's going to be you're like the characters are going to get fucked up and they're going to like do some pretty crazy shit but what i equally think which i think it's it's a positive but it's also a negative is that with this one especially you've got this family dynamic but you go into it going well you're fucked you're fucked you're fucked and you instantly go like well you're safe and you're safe and i feel as though like they need to not spice it up a bit but i feel like the a a bit more of a mystery would be nice to be like oh i like you said like i give a shit about this character i really don't want them to get oh shit they actually did get whereas at the moment it's it's a positive and a negative because it's done very well but i would like similar to what you're saying i'd like to go in being like oh i hope hope all of these characters make it out whereas at the moment it's just like shut up die (laughs) (laughs) that's a good name for a movie shut up and die (laughs) (laughs) just shut up and die (laughs) so okay so what's called that is about seven or eight isn't it this you you were you were eight weren't you Eight, eight yeah Well, it's well liked. I love it, and uh, we'll watch it many more times. Um, there's no Dan on here tonight, I don't think. I'm still waiting for a Dan's hot pick, but <sighs> one day. Do, would you? Do you want a trailer pick tonight? Sure. I things... saw. I saw one of the trailers as I came in. Okay. Oh. I've, 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 I'm going to go. There's a trailer pick that seemed quite interesting, and you guys probably know a bit more about it than I do. But I know anyway. which one this is. Okay. Oh, you bastards! Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Right. I've got this trailer. In Bar- it's, it's called Dear David, the film. Is it the one you're thinking of, Larry? Literally, as I came into the podcast, yeah. you, were, you were playing it. So, apparently, there was Dear David is a Twitter thread created by BuzzFeed writer Adam Ellis in which he describes... His encounter with a ghost. Alice, engaging with trolls is like the worst possible use of your energy. Me and my internet friends, we be slipping. Since you joined BuzzFeed, your art got super lame. Ping. And you die in a fire. 
don't judge me. Sometimes you gotta troll the trolls. Might just roll up in my bitches. Sure. <laughs> Do you know how to find out who this handle belongs to? You really think a weird account is haunting your apartment? Dear David, he was only 10 when his mother went insane. Dr. Landers? This is not my son! He is your son, and you put him in a coma? Oh, my God. Dr. Landers? What? So, that looked quite interesting to me. Um, yeah, it looked all right. It is some, some guys having... Uh, Twitter kind of or whatever relationship with someone, you know, trolling, trolling each other. And then it's, it comes a bit spooky, I think. Uh, I thought this was the, um, I might be getting another story mixed up. But if it is the story I'm thinking of, mm. then I wish they would have just done it how the story was told. Because that has added in a lot of... I don't know I the know. story. Do you know, well, do you know the story then? Well, I... I I think I'm getting too mixed up, but there's if I, but it's it seems like it's the exact same beat for beat. So there's the story of where the guy in in real life had had, had uh, I can't remember. What he, I don't know if he was a comic book artist, but he had wrote something and got a message saying, "Dear David." Yeah. Um. But then in his he had a nightmare where the there was a kid at the bottom of his bed, and then someone had wrote to him like, yeah. "Oh, if you see the kid at the end of your bed, don't ask him." don't ask him a question and it was like in the sentence it's dear david and in one of his nightmares he had had a recurring nightmare of it and in one of them he had was like oh i, re I he replied and then that's when his, he thought his house was haunted but at the same time if i'm getting the story correct a lot of people were like oh you're you're um manifesting this yourself like you've you've hyped yourself up too much and you're too you're scared of it so that's why you're now think your house is haunted but then he would like post loads of videos up and it became like a constant trend where like his cats would go crazy at 3 a.m in the middle of the night like could see like stuff under his door and then it I, it's like one of those urban legend things like where people think he was just a troll where it was like for attention but at the same yeah. time, people are like, oh, my God, it's so true. I don't know if it's the same story. But it sounds it exactly similar. the same. There's definitely a boy at the end of his bed in that trailer further on. It, it was, it was, it's, it's interesting, though, because it reminds me of a lot of, um, I mean, horror's done this, I think, for at least 10 years now, where they've tried to broach um, the sort of darkness of the Internet and social media and stuff like that. There are some entertaining examples, um, like, unfriended which i don't think is a very good movie but it's, it's sort of like moderately entertaining yeah. but the problem is i i, I was sort of thinking about this because i remember i don't know maybe after university i was trying to write my own sort of book about like the horrors of like in the internet and stuff like that and i, and I found myself coming to a quite a, a sort of a, a block because i realized that all that 
all the actual darkness of the darknesses of the internet are so much worse than anything I can think of. And I think that's 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 what movies, uh, at least movies that tackle uh, or horror movies that tackle social media, don't exactly get right because I mean, firstly, they they won't be able to do the kind of thing which, you know, if you go in the dark, <laughs> the actual dark web are actually sort of um, uh, capable of. And and I think everyone is aware of like all the horrible stuff that appears on the internet. So it, it kind of, it kind of, do, at, at least at this point, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. That's kind of internet mm-hmm. horror thing. Um, I mean, it, it reached its, its worst point, I think, with that, um, with the Slender Man movie. <laughs> did you, did you ever see that? Yeah, that maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah, so, so maybe this one will be good. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'll give it a go. Um, right. Oh. Shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? So we do ours, Jess, first. Yeah. We went off to the cinema yesterday. Something wrong with your audio. Yeah. yeah. We can't hear you. Hello? You're better. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday, Jess and I went to a lunchtime screening of Cobweb. Does anyone know? Has anyone seen it? I haven't seen it. Is that the Korean movie? No. no. Not Korean so movie. I, no. I will put on a trailer. Oh, God. To... Goodbye, guys. <laughs> EDM. It's okay, it was just a bad dream. That's great. I heard it again. No more nightmares tonight. Hi, Amanda. Hi, yeah. (laughs) Daddy! This is getting ridiculous. All right. This is an old house. There's bound to be bumps in the night. I recognise her. Yeah, she's from um, uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. I, I think had she to was Google also... both of them yesterday. I didn't. I couldn't clock either of them. I can't believe I didn't clock who Homelander was. His hair's not blonde. I'm putting it down to that. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I think she was. She was in a series called Fleischman's in Trouble, which is a really good series that came out of it. So, Cobweb. An 18-year-old boy tries to investigate the mysterious knocking sounds that are coming from inside the walls of his house, unveiling a dark secret that his sister, sinister parents have kept hidden. Um, it's got a twist, this film. Yeah, we saw you're, it coming, Jess. You, yeah, you almost revealed it there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, now I know the parents are doing it. Shit! Wow. <laughs> what are they? I think so. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this film at, to a point there were certain elements that were great others that were funny yeah <clears throat> sorry does it have a cobweb not there's really. many cobwebs yeah yeah it's cobwebs but, towards the end yeah but it's not Ooh. really I don't know why it's called cobweb really other than there is a spider in it for a, a <laughs> um, yeah there's a spider in it. Just the There's one. There's a spider for a short <laughs> period. Just mm. the one. 
the golden I, apple. There, there was, I think there were some others throughout, but I don't know. Um, I couldn't work out. I've read somewhere there that, that they were trying to say there were supernatural elements to this, um, but they've left it open, which they definitely have left it open. I don't know if it's supernatural or not. I think the supernatural elements are more just in the dream why is that doors closed on his own? I don't know. (laughs) Yes, it closed on its own, didn't it? You know that. The doors were, it was in the dreams that he was having that I thought. So I think what we're getting from this is that there's no supernatural elements. The parents have done it and someone's knocking on the door. Done what? They've hidden a boy or some something <laughs> in the wall. Is it, it's like when you see those discussions um like on YouTube comments under a video that's like, oh, well, how did the door close on its own? <laughs> and they go through this whole conversation. Like, Which is the uh, <laughs> the Australian film was that comedy kind of that there's a, a woman and she's got to stay in her house instead of going to prison, and then there's someone else living in the house. Have you seen that one? It's very funny. I can't remember the name of it, but it's similar. To find that. out it's just a real story. There's someone living in the wall. <laughs> right. So, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of National Cinema Day or something yesterday, and it was like mm. three pounds to get in. Oh, nice. I, I booked it up nice and early, and, and I had fun with it. Jess, mm-hmm. did you? Yeah. No, I quite liked it. I actually quite liked the like, actual story of it. The acting was good. Um, Some of the scenes were made. Yeah. It was shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd hate yeah. it, Larry, which makes me smile. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just I, I'm confused as to like when I first watched that trailer, I was thinking like, oh, it's gonna go for like a supernatural, and then mm. I think both of you have just confirmed <laughs> that it's no supernatural what, element, I, 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 and I the parents are up for something. I think it is. I think, it, I think it is. There, there's elements of it that makes me think. It was so I was gonna say. Actually, um, that's the twist. What's that? <laughs> it was all a dream. It's just one big dream sequence. Oh God! Mm. Can you imagine? Well, can yeah. You imagine. I mean, that's a very that's a, <laughs> just just remember back to our second year at uni. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. I'll do a couple of quick ones that I've, that I've done. So I went to see, it was my son's birthday, same day as Jess's. Um, and we went to see The Haunted Mansion, and that was fun. For a Disney film, I thought it was it was fine. It was funny. Um, to my wife, it was proper horror. It's a weird one, the sort of hype around that, because I didn't realise there was a whole sort of following around the sort of original a ride or something or some i don't know but there was i can't remember who starred in the original haunted mansion but i remember watching it on dvd like as like i don't know when i was like 12 eddie murphy uh, eddie murphy yeah i remember watching i was just like okay fine and then like all these years later there's like a remake i'm just like what what? really (laughs) i'm surprised i'm surprised as well they released it when they did like i would have thought that they would have waited till like halloween to yeah. really like, yeah, like oh, Disney's true. Disney's haunted mansion, but instead it's like Cause a summer. Because that would be really good as well to capitalize on the younger audience to buy yeah, them that's into what, the that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but there is a like lot, summer. lot of horror films yeah, at the moment. Yeah. A, a kind of unusual amount. Mm. We've got none too next week, haven't we? 
Yeah, there's a haunting in Venice coming out. I think next week. That's not that's not a horror film. It's not a horror film. It looks like a horror. They sell it that way. Agatha Christie. It's an Agatha Christie adaptation. Is it? Yeah. Because they showed it. The trailer looks like a horror. Yeah, all the trailers were horrors, and they showed that one. That that's a Agatha Christie. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. Thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I haven't read it, so it, you know, it might have well, elements of horror. So it, it, it does, it does have elements, but I mean, spoilers. Agatha Christie. Okay, so really it's goes. not. It's I a ghost. Unless you one subscribe I'll... to Doctor Who, in which case it was a giant wasp. Giant wasp. Yes. Classic uh, episode. Okay. Earlier on yeah. today. Now I know the whole film. <laughs> it's a giant wasp. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky to be wasp. here today because uh, I got stung about two hours ago by a bumblebee. I didn't see mm. it other than when it was on the floor, but it was probably the worst pain I've ever had. God. It was horrible. It was like someone was burning my arm with a you know, with a blowtorch. It was <laughs> it was literally sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your pain. It's just like, I love it. It was absolutely <laughs> it's gone down now, but I was in I didn't see it yeah. until I spotted it on the floor when I come back in, but it was it was horrible. Mm. Fuck you, Bumblebee. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, With his head now, so. he passed mm. away. Yeah, he passed away. Passed away. <laughs> yeah. I took him outside because it was honestly it was horrible. Well, he was in trouble. He had to take him outside. Yeah. He, well, also outside. a common misconception: uh, all bees are female, actually, except for some bees, oh, no. which are not male. So you got stung by essentially a, a queen. Uh, you might. Well, actually, no, I don't know. You might queen, be stung by a male. It was big. I, I found out in a quiz recently that um, most most bees are, are female. Yeah, this is bloody great thing. Take that it? to the bank. <laughs> oh, bro, I thought they were solitary things. These bumblebees. Yeah. <laughs> solitary. <laughs> I mean, they're famously not solitary, are they? They. No, they but this a is a bumblebee, not a honeybee. A bloody great. Oh right. Okay. Bumblebee. Oh sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Jesus, human. <laughs> Jeez. Fuck know sake. the difference. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> right, the other the other one. I'm not going to this either, but I I watched. There's a few films that have been arriving. Um, so Boogeyman, Bogeyman, whatever Fuck you want to call it. That's next week's film, by the way. Um, so I watched another one that got delivered was The Pope's Exorcist, which I loved. Russell Crowe in it. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. You imagine gladiator, gladiator, mm-hmm. fucking fighting <laughs> evil. You know, it, it was really good. I, I have to admit that it kept me engaged. Loads. It was just like another Exorcist film. That's what it felt like. And there um, it is, another. Exorcist but it could film. have been if you had put Exorcist Four with Russell Crowe in it, <clears throat> it would have worked. It was the same thing. So it was. It, and it, that's it a positive was, thing, is it? It was definitely. <laughs> I haven't seen Exorcist Four, so I don't know. No, there is no Exorcist Four. That's what I'm saying. So, oh, right, so right. they put Exorcist Four, the Pope's Exorcist, amazing. But um, I loved it. We'll watch it again. Um, I, I I'm surprised you haven't seen it, Ewan. I'm surprised you. Haven't. I'm not. Because <laughs> no, Ewan goes to see a lot of films, and this might have been the kind of one I thought. He would well, say, and the Haunted Mansion, to be honest. Haunted so, uh, Mansion, well, I'm surprised about, but like at the same time, I'm not surprised with. 
Well, well, I mean, the, 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 I mean, the, <laughs> the thing is with my job is that it's it tends to be sort of specific movies. I occasionally manage to negotiate a horror film every now and then, but it's mainly if it's like um, an indie horror movie. Like, I, I managed to get to review um, Talk to Me a few weeks ago because that was like a an A24 horror film. Yeah, we did that, didn't we? Um, uh, yeah, I really um, liked with, that. I, it was it, I, I surprised me, Larry. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I'm more surprised that you liked it. You call A24, um, most of their films, quite... Uh, what's the word? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was quite surprised. But this, I love I loved the story behind how they got that made. Uh, I love it. Like the two YouTubers who mm, were going to yeah. take it to a big company and then they were literally like, no, um, made it themselves. Or, um, saved I, I liked that. I liked it. And then A A24 obviously bought it, and it's confirmed to have a sequel now. Mm. Well, it's got sorry, it got it got really really popular when it came out. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a great film. I think it handles. I think a lot of horror films really. I mean, you touched upon this. I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but you touched upon this a little bit. Like, but where horror films nowadays with the internet or with social media, they don't get it of how people actually act. Like, you'll have, mm. like, people who are like, you know, you've got horror films where it's like, whoa, don't open this app or it'll kill you. And you're just like, mm. shut up. Whereas yeah. Talk To Me, I think, does a really good job of actually a culture where it's like, oh, this is a trend. Yeah. And, 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 and I, building I, upon that. I, but I feel like they didn't, they didn't build upon it enough. And maybe that's what they can do with it with a sequel. But I feel yeah. like they did that all in like the first act, and then they kind of like veered away from it afterwards. Um, because yeah. I, re I really like that. Sorry, again, going, going with this tangent, um, yeah. I really like the sort of the like the first act where a, a lot of it is lit by the like sort of iPhone torch lights and stuff like that. Mm. I thought that was quite um, evocative in a weird way because it's sort of being confronted by like the horrors of technology, but it's also visually. Um, uh, quite scary as well but um i thought it was okay i i, I suppose i i wasn't really um caught up in the hype of it but yeah i liked it i, I saw it my son but there's one more thing and then we can move on to you guys i have been playing a game called from the darkness this game's about i would say an hour long about two hours obviously um, can't do shit. No, you, you can't see a lot in this game, obviously. But that's that's darkness again. Oh, hello. Looks a bit like um, PT. Oh, that was Comic Sans, then. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's so this game, like PT, yeah. This, this game, yeah. Um, you go into a tower block. You're meant to be going to a room, a flat, to do something, but it's locked up. You can't get in there. So you, you knock this other door. You end up in this flat apartment building and you can't really get out again and it goes dark a lot and candles and and nothing really happens but it is it, it, it's very good um so i recorded those and i put all three episodes of me wandering around on our youtube channel and anyone can go on the bones horror pod they can go and watch them on there and i even put some shorts out so uh i did i did like some of those shorts it's so, uh, your reactions are quite funny, I have to say. <laughs> so, 
I put them out there. So it, it was literally should have taken an hour this game. I, I think it took me two hours because there was literally there's quite a lot of puzzles in it, and I'm not the quickest thinker sometimes. Um so it took me twice as long to work out what's going on, but I had a lot of fun with it. The other game I've been playing is Sons of the Forest. So I've been mucking around with that on my PC. Now I can play games again on my computer. It's it's nice. So if anyone out there wants to uh play Sons of the Forest with me, give me a shout on, on Steam. I, I think we should all play the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. It's on Xbox. I think I've got it downloaded already. I haven't opened it up yet. It's on Game Pass. Sorry, Ian. It's on Game, it's on game Pass. <laughs> so can you play that on... You've got no, PC, you, yeah? You, can you do that? You and, you and you can play it on your PlayStation, but I think you have to... You have to I don't think it's on PlayStation Store. I don't know. Well, I'll, 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 I'll see about it and see what's going cool. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, the 6th of September because Starfield comes out. Yeah, mine's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Well, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> you have to tell me what it's like because I'm always skeptical nowadays mm. about open world stuff because it feels like a lot of open world games that have come out, a lot of them have been really good, but a lot of them have also been like panned because they haven't haven't sorted stuff out. Uh, I'm mainly well, thinking about Cyberpunk, I guess, but I saw. Yeah, I'm interested to I'm interested to play it because obviously I've there's a lot of hype around it. But I think that for me, I've been a huge fan of No Man's Sky, and I think No Man's Sky, but, obviously, when it first I, came out, it was, yeah, that was another example where it got it apparently got good after it. Uh, yeah, when, like loads of updates. When it first came out, it was for better or worse, dog shit. Like yeah. <laughs> you, they had promised so much, like broken. you could do. Yeah, right. it was literally broken. All the planets were the same. You couldn't do multiplayer, but. Fair play to them because they most people would just be like, "Oh, it's a dead game now. Give up on it." But they've stuck with it, and now it's it's hugely popular. So I'm interested to see what this game Starfield's going to be like to No Man's Sky. And I've already seen one review which is like, "Oh, if you if you think it's going to be a No Man's Sky sort of game, it's like you're you're not. It's a very like Skyrim esque sort of game, you know, like role." That's another thing. That's another thing that slightly annoys me. And I know it's good that Bethesda are doing new games, and that's what they should do as a company and whatever. But we want Skyrim. What? Well, what, yeah, new Elder Scrolls, Scrolls game, please. Yeah. That's not fucking online, which yeah. I remember I played about forty-five minutes of. I was like, yeah, this, uh, this is shit. It looked like elite. It looked like elite They've announced though. in the sky and and then in space, and then you know, what's it called? Well, I know what I know the one you're thinking of. Um, yeah. So it. And I well, like the, Elite Dangerous, but it reminded me of that, like when they were actually when you're flying about up in space. Do you mean lot. No Man's Sky or Starfield? No, Starfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so, I don't. No Man's Sky is quite basic. I, I found it quite repetitive after a while. Have you um, played it recently? No, not not for a, probably a year. I I would j just jump back on and see what you think because they have really they've made it quite. They've made it decent, in my opinion. They, they I think it's yeah. a very good game. But um, no, just just to what you were saying, Yun, um, they've announced um last week that they've started development, early development on. But they've said, <laughs> but they've said, they've said that we'll be waiting like up to five yeah. to six years. Oh, well, so, apparently, it'll be apparently, Xbox only. Will it? Uh, well, no, I don't think. Oh, so, but oh I, you I, imagine? But I, 
but I but I saw a release, and this is from like Unilag Games or something, which you know how reliable can they be? But they said it might be 2026 the release for Elder Scrolls Six. I but don't think it will. It's, but it's still it. I'm, even if that were the case, it it still pisses me off that they <laughs> they released a trailer for it in 2018. Yeah, just and, the, for, the for Elder Scrolls, and, 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 and you know it's been. Uh, and obviously they've been doing that thing which fucking um, Rockstar did as well, where they just completely they had their focus completely on the online stuff, which yeah. is fine, and that's where you make your money. But I I, yeah. I just I just wonder. A yeah. non-online, offline thing where I'm just like yeah. want to be completely immersed without people screaming yeah. in my ears, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Bethesda ran over. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, but I agree. I agree. It's not just Bethesda. Though. Like I've been waiting for um at least some form of of you know. I mean, there was there was all that leaked stuff for GTA Six. Yeah, which yeah. from what I saw looked incredible like it was very early like all but they every and it's not just like uni lab but it's any a gaming bible all of them are like whoa whoa did you see that gta 6 the map is leaked and you're like what and then you click it it's like and then and then and then you read it it's just like someone thought they saw the map we can't confirm it and you're just like yeah just a masters of clickbait Yeah, the, the worst we're... ones are Red Dead 2. The worst ones are for Red Dead 2. Because Red Dead 2, obviously, everyone wants Undead Nightmare 2. And then they'll post something and say, like, we finally got Undead Nightmare 2. And all you have to do is click the comments. And someone, thank God for them, someone always in the top comments goes, oh, fuck off. Yeah. No, don't worry, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's yeah, a mod. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we're our 10 minutes in, nearly. Jess, have you watched anything this week? Uh, not this week, but I did on my holiday. Um, there were some really good films on the TV when I was on holiday. So, so just went on a cruise. Yeah. I did. I went on a cruise to Norway, and it was really good. Norway's amazing. Uh, I want to go back. Um, but yeah, we watched. Well, I rewatched a bunch of Marvel films because Shane hadn't seen them, and it was annoying me that he hadn't seen them, so he was forced <laughs> to watch them. Uh, and then we watched, there was a film that popped up called The Night House. Um, Not The Lighthouse, because that's a load of horse shit. <laughs> I'm glad someone's seen it. That's uh, that one we reviewed it on here, I think, didn't we? The Night House, I think I've seen yeah. that. No. We reviewed Which it on here, that? didn't we? Did we? The Night House. I um, could have Paranormally, sworn. where the woman yeah. husband's killed himself and she doesn't know why. And yes, she sees across, I remember, she sees across I, a yes. the lake. I remember liking yeah, well, the I other was... house. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. liking it. Oh, well, I wasn't here well, for I... Yeah, I remember I... that. I, I think it's yeah, remember... ten rotten. I think yeah. it's, it's like all to dreams and stuff, isn't it? Or lots yeah, she of can dreams. See, she can see like yeah. a, the other place, like, and it's like, mm. yeah. So as soon as you said it, it's Jessica Biel. No, it's um, no, not Biel. It's her from uh, Rebecca Hall. Godzilla versus Kong. Rebecca Hall. Rebecca. Yeah. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. She um Shane kept saying she looked like the woman from Hotting of Hill House. Mm. And at first I, he was convinced it was her, I was like, it's, it's no, not it's her. not. But um I can see why. But yeah, though that was a odd film. Still not sure how I feel about it. Mm. Shot well, but very odd. Um and then Cobweb, obviously, watched yesterday, and you know my opinion of that. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Ewan? 
Uh, well, I'll just I'll just say one. I actually watched it today. Um, this new series on BBC called um, The Woman in the Wall. Um, oh, sounds like cobweb. Yeah, so, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But more people in walls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a new kind of sort of psychological horror series, which the BBC don't do many of, but this one's was just quite good. There's only the third episode comes out tonight, and I've only seen the first two. But it um, stars Ruth Wilson um, from oh, yeah. Luther, yeah. His Dark Materials. Very, very good actor. Um, she um, she basically plays a woman. Is that the one in Stella? Is, is, huh? Is that the one Stella? Stella? Yeah. Is that a woman you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sorry, no, is her name Stella. Stella, no, no. stupid Welsh programme. Yeah, it was fun, though. No problem. But, um, but she is basically set in Ireland, or in a fictional town in Ireland, um, and it's about um, the Magdalene Laundries, which is a horrible um, sort of institutional sort of practice where sort of... Um, uh, Catholic nuns and priests would sort of separate uh, mothers from their babies and put them through kind of slave labor conditions and stuff to sort of um, help their church run, so to speak. And it was uncovered fairly recently, I think. But um, it's basically a kind of psychological horror based in that kind of backstory. And Ruth Wilson plays um, a mother whose baby was taken away and um she's a sleepwalker and she's kind of psychologically traumatized by um everything that's going on and then she suddenly finds um a dead woman in her house and she isn't sure if it's her she um is quite confused about that um and uh then the premise kind of cut comes in where a detective is investigating um the murder of a priest a local priest um, and these two come together as a, and the Magdalene industry, uh, Laundries is, is, is somehow involved. It's a really atmospheric, interesting um, series so far. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how where it goes. I think they're just setting up so far. But it's a really sort of enticing, it's, it's quite weird at times. And I think that's what Ruth Wilson does best is when she's not only dark, but weird. And I, I, and I think that's kind of the basis for a lot of the characters that she does. I mean, especially in Luther, where she plays a, like a, you know, a, a quite an entertaining psychopath. Um, and and she, she's sort of really good at it. And there's that kind of same vibe, but she's very sympathetic in this. I think that's that's a good line to go through. Um, I think the next episode is, is broadcasting tonight, so I might try and watch that um, tonight at some point. But um, no, this series I'm quite enjoying so far. Nice. Barry. Barry. I have... That's my voice, Harry. Um, <laughs> that really, that really got me. I was like, "The fuck is that?" Um, I've been watching Parks and Rec. Oh uh, yeah, because she's not seen uh, it. But she's not there. Okay. Uh, I love it. It's did great. you did you do what I tend to recommend to people, which is skip the first season and just go in? Did you see? It? Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's good. Skip idea. the first season. I literally just said this is what you've missed. I mean, it's quite good though because when you start season two, it gives you a recap anyway. Mm. Like, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, we've been watching that. Um, ironically, it was quite funny. Uh, sorry, well, before I go on to that, I've also showed Rhea Sathora. Sathora, oh, that yeah, that's the kind of sort of. Um, I remember watching that at the cinema. That's kind of like. Clearly, sort of climbing on the back of Jumanji, but kind of well, having its, its own. It, it's, the book. it's the book. It's it's the sequel to Jumanji. It's the book. 
I don't know. There's a book series. It's Jumanji Sathora. And then there's another one that has a You're saying this like it's obvious, Lawrence. It is obvious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a board game that comes to life. That would just be clearly ripping out. Well, that's my point. Uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, even me, I didn't realize it was connected at all. So I think maybe a lot of people thought the same. So an interesting tidbit is that in the book, um, when they. In the film Jumanji, similar to the book, they dropped the they dropped Jumanji off and it's left at a beach. Um, but in the book, it's picked up by the two brothers in Sathora, mm. who live next door to Peter and Judy. Um, so yeah, take that to the bank as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I haven't but seen I, that I love film it. in years. Yeah, that's uh, it, it was it's similar to like I. It, I can't remember how it came up. I think we were watching something else and it popped up on Amazon Prime mm. or like it got recommended like Sathora. And my brain instantly went like, oh, that's a bang. That's a, such a good film. Mm. I was like, yeah. So I asked Rhea if she'd seen it because we watched Jumanji. And she's like, no. I was like, oh, well, th- you're going to love this one. And yeah, it, it was it was a really, it was, I think it's just a fun movie. Like mm. it's, it's similar to Jumanji. Like it's just fun. Not the newer Jumanjis. They can go suck yeah. a dick. Just um, Jumanji <laughs> in space, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a shame what they've done to that franchise. I should say franchise. It's a shame what they've done. Um, but yeah, and then ironically, when we were all messaging each other and we were talking about Christopher Nolan films, I was ironically watching Tenant. Oh, of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah. And were you showing you were showing were you showing Rhea, or were you just watching Rhea, it? Rhea's already seen it, but it of came course, up yeah. on it came up Chris- on Prime. It came awesome. up on Prime. And I was like, it, but it was it was so funny though because it popped up on Prime, and Rhea has only seen it once. So we were just like, you know, obviously I'm there, like, yeah, fucking put Tenant on. Yeah. Um, Rhea was like, you know what, fuck it, we'll we'll put it on. It's it's been a while, <laughs> so we put it on, and it was just so funny because I think for the midway point, your message came through. <laughs> and I was just like, this is so oh, funny. I was, I was watching like, Interstellar. I watching... You were watching I Interstellar, watching... and I was yeah. watching Tenet. <laughs> and it was so funny, mm. though, because as we were, like, listing them off and, like, what, you know, because I do, I, what, I had this conversation with, with Rhea um, recently in that I think, me personally, one of the best films that Christopher Nolan has made is The Prestige. Um, I think that one, uh, and Memento, obviously, um interstellar i think is fantastic like uh, yeah, it's like just that. up and up until the end for me i think the whole <laughs> well i just i think that the like seeing that black hole is amazing and like how they did that as well like they got that scientist to like put it into a computer of the actual like mm. um um i don't know what you put into that computer probably a bunch of numbers um, <laughs> but, <really> research. Yeah, <laughs> but basically it gave like the best accurate black hole mm. in computer generated imagery which i which is awesome um I, I i i like the story i just think that it's kind of a bit of a cop-out where it's just like who put this black hole here we did but yeah I, I do really like it i think that that's and seeing that in cinema was amazing um and then you've got my boy tenet you know 10 out of 10 best film ever made tenet is just uh, oh, i don't know you and don't try and understand it just feel it <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, is that he, I mean, he says that, 
and I, I understand what he means. And, and often I've done that with Christopher Nolan movies in that I don't understand much of what, of, you know, the world around it and stuff. But I have the characters to follow. <laughs> yeah. And in Tenet, <laughs> you don't really have a character to follow. You just have a, I'm the protagonist. <laughs> Fuck yeah. off! I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it because there's so many like just like lines like that. <laughs> you, you, we, both, we both are drawing like someone else. We're working for me. I'm the protagonist. <laughs> I mean, best script. <laughs> no, I mean, admittedly, one of, the, one of the one of the major one of the major reasons I do love that film. I've, we've had many a conversation about this, you and in for many hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, is is for the the the, the science. I think I think mm. that for me personally, I love the science in that film, and I can forgive it. But I, I'm the first person to agree that there are big problems with it. Like rewatching it, it was so funny because obviously it was Rhea's second watching, and then there were just I was like laughing. And bear, I love this film, but I'm laughing at the beginning. Like it's it's so epic in action. Then you've got characters who have masks on going like. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just cracking up, like, this is so funny. I was like, because I know, like, I've seen it quite a few times, but for anyone, that's just <laughs> hilarious. But um, no, so uh, other than that, um, not not really. Um, okay. um, the Spider-Man was the other one I watched again. Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, sorry, not Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, is that the second one? I, I haven't seen the second one yet. It's, it's fantastic. The only thing I would say is that um, while watching it, um, like when it when it comes on, I, I watched it with my dad because he'd watched the first one, mm. and we we obviously we really enjoyed that, so we put it on. And I, I completely agree with him. Like about five minutes in, we were like, "Fucking hell!" They need a seizure warning on this because it's so <laughs> yeah, in your yeah. face. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to the third one, but obviously with the writers' strikes and everything on at the mm. moment, I know everything being pushed back. Like loads of stuff has been pushed back. So we'll see. But I'm excited to see it because I think it's it's a, it's going to be a great trilogy if they end it right. So. Next week, or week after, two weeks' time, next podcast. I'm thinking three films Fuck. at the moment, and, and we've got a choice. Don't so you I would dare say Don't Pope's, you do it. Exor- Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're all going to be Exorcist. The, the new Hellraiser. Yeah, I swear we reviewed that, didn't we? Well, we? I think more... you did. I think you did, I, but it, I don't think we did. Yeah, we haven't reviewed it like as a main. Yeah. So I, I'd be up for that. To be fair, it's been ages since I've seen that. Or oh, the Boogeyman. Boogeyman didn't that come out last year? Boogeyman. Or I'll give you a fourth. No, Boogeyman came out recently. Last uh. last. My, I only had it delivered the other day. It's not been in cinemas long. Uh. Or Red Door. Oh, Insidious! Yeah, I haven't seen. I'd, I'd, the... I'd be more inclined to go Insidious because I haven't seen yeah. that, and I, I seen wouldn't it. mind seeing how it wrap. I haven't seen two, three, and four. <laughs> for, uh, they're not. Uh... Are they connected in any way? To three five? is not three and four. Are You're not, not really. missing much. Two, two okay. is a bit. Might be Watch, the first up one. On two. Watch the first one. I've, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen the first one. Catch up on two, which is which. I don't like. Um. I really like three. 
So uh, we should we should review Night Terrors. Is that what it was called, Yearn? What? When? When uni? Was it called oh, Night Terrors? God. I don't know what it was called actually. I feel like it was even like basic or more basic than that. I feel like it was just called Nightmares. <laughs> but, like, I might have been Nightmares. I don't, yeah. Nightmares. Uh, what is it? It was a. It was a. <laughs> in second year of uni, uh, Lawrence and I were on the crew for this uh, student film, um, and you know, it was it was fine. It was, it was it was it's just one of those things where like a lot of people put a lot of effort on like on set but i feel like before that it wasn't yeah tight but again that's that's just what that's just student film life you know you just yeah. sort of do what you do and, and see what see what sticks sort of thing but uh that. yeah but uh yeah that was an interesting i do think we should do shoot. that i do think we should do that one bones horror podcast is and i mean your film jess as well don't think you're excluded from this mm-hmm. um we get like you you get a bunch of films that we made like in like in uni and stuff and and i think mine are all gone you know i would mine, rather mine. jump off a bridge <laughs> <laughs> let's do it guys <laughs> jess i never is... want to see that thing again is ollie got to do something like that at college or not yes that only when he goes to uni Nope, that will be through college. He'll be making films. So my, my Jess's brother, he will be he's starting his level. Well, he's doing two, but it'll probably be a level three media production, isn't it? Or something. Creative media production, exactly yeah. what I did at college. So he's doing that. He's probably got very little interest in it, but I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. I did think that. <laughs> that reminds me. I'm God, hoping, this he, is... hoping he does. This is mm. going to take you back, Jess, if you remember. That's how I met Jess, yes, is our teacher mm-hmm. at the time. I had to shoot an awards ceremony. Yes, and he had said to there me, was, like, was like UFOs oh. and things." And... Yeah, he 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 said to me, he said to me, he was like, "I want it to start like Star Trek." He was like, "I want it to be like where the media department is like its own crew on a ship." Who was and that? Was that Reno or was that Don? Re- it was Reno. It was it wasn't Reno. Don. Don was just there, like the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But yeah, you remember like how uh, how in oh it would have been your first year I think right because in they had changed the whole film department so it was like yeah. all glass windows and Reno was like it looks like the Enterprise yeah so and then he said to me he he was like oh there's this uh, I know someone who would be who should be in this oh she'd be great she'll do it and then that's how I got introduced to Jess and it was me and Jess yep. running around the field with like a little yeah. little Star was Trek it, thing. Was Ben there as well? I think Ben was there. Oh yeah, Ben Ben, yeah. ben was in the media was department a... on the computer just like, yeah. Captain, we're going and, and then Reno was on the students. Chat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully good. Ollie actually takes to it and you know that's so funny yeah does, does he better suddenly become interested in cinematography and like script well, writing. i don't know <laughs> i just don't know with him i i didn't believe you were jess when you were 16 17 and look what uh, i was really into photography yeah um and then i was at yours and we watched chronicle and i was like i want to do that chronicle brilliant film Amazing. yeah um and yeah kind of went from there i think well i'm hoping he does something and likes something mm. uh, he'll make Alrighty, so, yeah right, I, 
I can't see him even understanding that at all. Sorry, if he needs to make a film, <laughs> we can uh, we can arrange it. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be good. So if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Instagram's the same. I don't think a lot happens in Instagram. Jess, does it? What are you doing on there? I still you haven't sent me the password because I've been logged out of it. And I can't same as what it was. It won't let me log in. Okay. <laughs> I've asked. All right, I will uh, send it again because you've got to do some little shorts. Well, yes. Reels. Reels. Yeah, shorts, reels. Yeah. Bon uh, you can follow us on YouTube as well on the Bones Horror Pod. TikTok. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with. I haven't decided, have we? Oh, we're going yeah. out. Sorry, Insidious. Red, red Door. Insidious Red Door. I'm going to go watch all fun. of them again. Because I hate oh, myself. Yeah, no. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone how raise a six or seven at the moment. Oh, I really hate myself. Insidious how anonymous. How raise a dead or <laughs> How raise a dead Jesus. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Or well, no, the week after. Two weeks. Yeah. Mm. See you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.